This is a Real Presence Radio News link. The Diocese of Sioux Falls has new discussion topics and challenges for youth during Holy Week, continuing our mission to provide formation opportunities for those in grades 7 through 12 while at home. This week, they'll read the Passion of the Lord, be challenged to do something extraordinary for those affected by the pandemic, and begin the Divine Mercy Novena. Learn more at sfcatholic.org youth. And a neat story coming out of Minot, North Dakota, Our Lady of Grace Church is offering a parking lot Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 p.m. on Good Friday. People are asked to park in the south parking lot and tune into Real Presence Radio to pray along with the broadcast of the chaplet. Following this, they're invited to pray the rosary for the protection of the city from coronavirus. And be sure to tune in for all of our Holy Week programming. We'll be bringing you liturgies, retreats, special meditations, and Stations of the Cross, including Stations of the Cross for Kids, on Friday at 1 p.m. Central, plus much more. This has been an RPR Newslink. Stay tuned now for the next hour of Real Presence Live. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. As we continue to face new challenges each day, we at Real Presence Radio want you to know we're here for you. We're excited to announce that Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.30 a.m. Central during Real Presence Live, we'll bring you a daily Mass celebrated by one of our local clergy members. Listen to it on air or watch it on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. We know the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, which is why we want to bring Jesus to you spiritually Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during Real Presence Live. Be sure to tune in. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for the second hour of Real Presence Live. I'm coming to you from the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. We have a very interesting year upon us wherein uh, we have a global pandemic of a communicable vi- uh, virus. Um, so Easter cannot be transferred. Um, so the Vatican has issued a decree about how bishops and priests and the faithful may celebrate the Holy Week liturgy. So we are joined to Father Nick Schneider, Director of Worship for the Bismarck Diocese, who is going to explain uh, what the Vatican has said and how it will impact us this week. Father Schneider, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me, Father. It's good to hear your voice. 
It's very nice to hear your voice. Uh, hopefully I can hear your voice soon and come uh, to your house and maybe have a glass of wine with you. I'd like that. I'd like that very much. Hey, if nothing else, we can do what everyone else is doing and have uh, a glass of wine virtually through one of these online platforms. So here's my question. Are you drinking alone if you're drinking through a virtual platform? With that... That is a moral question. That is great. All right. So we are not talking about that, but in a way we're talking about some of that. We're talking about a number of things virtual, I suppose. Um, but we want to uh, look at what's going on this year with regard to the Holy Week liturgies. Now, you are the director of worship for the Diocese of Bismarck. Uh, tell us a little bit about about that role, in particular, as it would be uh, to the point of what we're up to these days? Yeah, so um, it's uh, a diocesan position, and it's kind of like um, oversight for liturgical functions in the diocese. Um, and so that includes uh, helping to plan and program uh, larger diocesan liturgies. We, we actually just celebrated the Chrism Mass on Monday. I saw that. Uh, which is usually... Yeah, yeah, and it's usually a, a very large celebration with a packed cathedral, and all of the priests of the diocese renew their priestly promises on that day in the presence of the bishop. And this year, we were in the side chapel of the cathedral. It was the bishop, myself, the three priests who live and serve at the cathedral, and a couple of people running a camera, so it could be live-streamed. Yeah. I was sitting at my desk in my apartment, uh following following with i wasn't wearing i had already celebrated mass so i wasn't wearing any vestments but i was there and renewing my promises uh by looking at a computer screen <laughs> it's uh it's weird <laughs> it's weird all right so uh let's continue talking about this um given the current pandemic um we're told we're not supposed to move the celebration of easter uh it seems like a lot of other things in the world are being moved around why why can't we move the celebration of Easter? Or, um, you know, some of these questions that people might be asking. Yeah, well, that's a really great question. Uh, the reason is because the time of Easter is based on uh, cosmic realities in the universe. I mean, the, the Church bases a lot of what she does on things that she observes in the universe. And the date of Easter, the timing of Easter, is based on cosmic realities. And so... Um, Easter falls on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox, oh. and uh, we can we can deep dive that as far as you want. It's really complicated, you know. But um, the spring equinox is the day when when spring begins. It's the it's the time when uh, days are. Are, you, you can really start feeling the days are getting longer on that day, even though they would started getting longer all the way back um, uh, on, the, on the first day of winter. It's the first, this is the first day of, of spring where, we, where you usually really feel the days starting to get longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that day usually, the first day of spring usually falls around March 21st. And uh, the reason why Easter is celebrated on that date is because the Jewish people, uh, celebrate Passover uh, in the seven, in the seven days uh, around that date, and so because because they base their calendar, it's the fifteenth day of the month of Nisan, for, uh, in, according to the old Jewish calendar. 
And so Jesus Christ was crucified um, in the midst of the Paschal celebrations, right, the, the day before the day of preparation, so that they um, could purify themselves. So we have the, you know, the scriptural evidence, and then the Jewish people basing their calendar on, on this, and so it all ties together. And because of that, until we figure out a way to change the sun and the moon and the stars and their movement, we will not change the state of Easter. Okay, so what you're saying is that the most cosmic reality, the death and resurrection of the Son of God, isn't uh, commemorated in a random way? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's not just a random. Okay, got it. Okay, so this just in. Um, what? Thanks for summarizing my three minute explanation. Well, we got to move on. I got a lot of questions. <laughs> okay, so what exactly has the Vatican said, whether in Latin, English, or Italian, in regards to how this year's Triduum should be celebrated? Yeah, well, the. It, the first thing I want to say is that only the Pope can change the sacred liturgy. No one else has the authority to do that. And this is like a really great example of that. I can't decide that I want to eliminate a non-optional part of the liturgy if I just decide to as a priest. But the Holy Father has said, given the unique circumstances, this is how we, we need to alter the liturgies because we're, we're not going to have congregations there. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's a really beautiful example of papal authority being exercised. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that might be, in my mind, kind of one of the, one of the big takeaways for, for how this is, has played out, is, is that truth. Yeah. Um, and so uh, through his authority, the Congregation for Divine Worship um, issued a statement that changes for this particular Easter, five things. Uh, the first one already happened on um, Palm Sunday, and uh, that was that the um, procession that we would normally have on Palm Sunday uh, was uh, essentially eliminated. You know, the long procession with mm -hmm. the proclamations of the Gospels in the gathering space and the blessing of the palms and procession from a gathering space or another church or from outside or wherever that happens to the church, without a large congregation, it would be, I think, really silly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not silly, but it would feel awkward, let's say it that way, yeah. um, to do that. So that was that was eliminated. Okay. Uh, the, the second one is that uh, the Holy See gave the option <laughs> to postpone the Chrism Mass. Uh, we chose not to take that option this year. Uh, in the Diocese of Bismarck, but uh, the Holy See gave the option to postpone it until after um, the the pandemic has kind of passed. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one is on Holy Thursday. Um, the washing of feet uh, is already optional, but the Holy See said that uh, it's not to be done this year um, in, in any case. And that um, normally at the end of the Holy Thursday Mass, the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the Blessed Sacrament is carried in procession to um, a separate altar, a place of repose, and that um, extra procession has been eliminated this year. Um, then the third changes uh, are on Good Friday, um, and uh, one is to add a universal prayer, you know, in the petition prayers, an extra one uh, asking God uh, for His protection and assistance in the time of, of uh, the pandemic, and then um, Obviously, without a congregation present, uh, 
the the adoration of the cross is just by the celebrant. Okay. Yep. And then uh, at the Easter Vigil, um, the, the uh, um, blessing of the Easter fire. Um, there's there's no blessing of the fire at the beginning of of that celebration, and all of the celebrations of the sacraments of initiation are to be um, celebrated in a different way, not not during that mass. So those are the those are the big changes. Okay, those are a lot of those are very clear. Um, I'm going to do a little priest nerding here, and uh, everybody who's listening, you might be like, this doesn't apply to me. But uh, now you're just getting a sneak peek into how priests sometimes need to talk to each other because they need help. Um, Father, if it is the case that uh, we are not to do the transfer of the Blessed Sacrament, does the Holy Thursday liturgy? How does the Holy Thursday liturgy end? Does the priest just do the prayer after Holy Communion and withdraw and? silence or does he give some sort of blessing or that is a really really great question because uh, as as this is um for our listeners this is father craig and i as he said <laughs> priesting normally the the end of the the sacred triduum from uh holy thursday until easter sunday is one big liturgy it yeah. starts on holy thursday and it doesn't actually end until um easter sunday and the reason for that is the celebration of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is one truth. It's one event that happened. And so all three of them are interconnected. They, they're not separated in, in actual fact. And because of that, the Holy Thursday liturgy does not end with the blessing of the congregation, um, because it's you're still in liturgy. You go yeah. home, and you're in silence, and you're in prayer, and meditating on the passion so it's one it's one long thing mm-hmm. and um the way that the way that you would end it is um simply to re- retreat in silence to, mm-hmm. to go back to the sacristy in silence so it's very beautiful uh, connection of the the the, the Trudua masses or the celebrations are all one long extended uh liturgical action that's beautiful for us to know second nerding question and i think still helpful for the faithful to understand what's going on mm-hmm. is on good friday the priest celebrant is to dress as at mass even though he's not offering the sacrifice at this celebration um the, the hosts have already been consecrated um the priest mm-hmm. is to vest as at mass let's say there's a concelebrating menace priest that it's coming to this now because uh, he has nowhere else to be. Does he vest as at Mass, or does he vest in choir? Uh, that would actually be his choice. And actually, okay. it would be um, in any case uh, for for um, Good Friday for a priest, that a priest could be vested in choir, uh, and he would not um, participate in the procession. Um, but it, it, w- it would be possible for a priest to vest to be vested in choir, even even under ordinary circumstances. Okay, because I was thinking, if it's all one long liturgy, then anybody, any priest who's there, should continue celebrating this mass. Uh, but maybe not. Okay, so that's helpful. Anyway, I'll, st- I'll stop. Ner- had, I can stop nerding. Had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're coming up on the end of this. I I could ask you more and more nerding questions all day because I'm in charge of the preparation for the liturgies here for the live stream at the University of Mary. And and these were questions I had because there's these clarifications from the Vatican, but then it seems like 
there's not all of the, like not everything is there. And so I need to kind of fill in the gaps on some of these things. So anyway, brothers and sisters who are out there, the priests are having a, a heck of a time on some of this stuff. Uh, at least some priests of dim mind like me. Father Schneider, any other things you want to add in this final minute uh, that we should know about this year? Well, I think that, uh, like you said, priests are, are struggling with this. Everyone's struggling with it, and I think the, the best thing that all of us can do is to offer this up as a sacrifice, which yeah. is hard for all of us, and to unite it with the sufferings of Christ. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's what he's up to anyway right now, so for us to participate in that is is the right thing to do. Father, thank you for, so much for being with us today to share with us those uh, changes, uh, those directives from the Vatican for this year's uh, celebration of the Triduum, and blessings upon you and your Triduum celebrations. Thanks, Father. God bless you. God bless. All right. That was Father Schneider speaking about the changes that the Holy See has made with regard to the pandemic and uh, liturgical uh, celebrations. Up next, we'll learn how some priests are getting very creative to further the kingdom of God during this time of trial. Later, we invite you to join us in praying the rosary, bringing to mind all those who have been affected in some way by the coronavirus. All this is coming up as Real Presence Live continues. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.